Hello and welcome to Words of Wisdom, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. Your host is Dr. Jerry Weirwool, who will share life-giving truth from Proverbs that will help us become wise and discerning. Wisdom is a journey, and we hope you will join us for this exciting adventure. Proverbs 24.10 reads, If you show yourself to be lax on a day of trouble, your strength is limited. This proverb is challenging to interpret because it consists of five words in Hebrew and therefore provides very little context for us to understand. First, let's wrestle with this idea of a person who shows themselves to be lax. The Hebrew word translated to show yourself to be lax literally means to sink down, but figuratively, it describes being loose and relaxed and thus weak. However, it connotes more than simply describing one who is lazy or lethargic in their movements or work ethic. In the scope of Proverbs, to be lax relates more to moral laxity and mental apathy, implying a lack of discernment and understanding that reveals one's foolishness, uh, indifference, carelessness, and even cowardice and fear. Now, being lax certainly does entail a degree of passivity and a lackadaisical attitude, which results in a negligent or careless behavior such as one's slowness in their work or being indifferent towards something. But the real problem that the proverb is pointing to is a person's inability to demonstrate the fortitude and capacity necessary to deal with the circumstances at hand. Moreover, the proverb identifies the issue not in general terms, such as being lax all the time, but rather it specifies the problem of being lax as happening on a day of trouble. The phrase day of trouble does not refer to some particular day in the future when trouble is supposed to come, but instead is a common Hebrew expression that refers to an occasion when there is trouble. To make the sense clearer, we could translate it in a time of trouble. The idea is that it refers to whenever trouble arises. That day is called a day of trouble. One of the difficult aspects of interpreting this phrase in the proverb is that we don't know if a day of trouble refers to the trouble that the reader is experiencing or that of another person of which they've been informed are going through trouble. It is likely that the proverb is left ambiguous intentionally because then it can be applicable to either scenario and it very well likely should be. Whether a person is lax in their own troubles or with respect to another person's, it discloses something about their personal character. Their strength is limited. There is a figure of speech in the Hebrew text that is important to mention here. It is called a paranomasia. That is a pun, a play on words that sound similar to each other. The Hebrew words translated trouble and limited sound very similar. Trouble comes from tsara, and limited comes from tsar, and thus the similar sound of these two words may be a reason for the particular word choice in the proverb. The Hebrew word translated trouble literally means a, a bind or a strait, meaning a narrow place, and the word translated limited literally means something like small, or meaning something like a close or confined space. And so the idea being conveyed by the phrase, your strength is limited, is about a person's physical, mental, and emotional constitution and aptitude being weak and frail because they do not act accordingly during times of trouble. In a time of distress, when the faculties of the mind and the integrity of the heart are called upon, a person demonstrates the extent of their strength 
in how they react and behave. Do they have wisdom, decisiveness, and mental discernment to act promptly and effectively in the situation? Or are they foolish and frantic, acting helpless in the, in the face of their circumstances? The person who is lax is one who does not and cannot stand up to adversity. Their strength is shown to be limited as they buckle under the pressure and cave to whatever ill circumstances they find themselves in. American author Robert McKee said, True character is revealed in the choices a human being makes under pressure. The greater the pressure, the deeper the revelation, the truer the choice to the character's essential nature. What McKee is getting at is that a person reveals the degree and extent of their strength by their conduct when they're facing a crisis. And as Old Testament theologian William McCain writes in his commentary on Proverbs about chapter 24, verse 10, he says, It is when a man is hemmed in and trapped by adverse circumstances that his powers of endurance are stretched and an estimate of his toughness and stamina can be made. The wisdom of the proverb is that a person's competence can be judged by how they respond during hardship and adversity. If a person buckles under the pressure, is not able to meet the occasion with the adequate tenacity and determination needed, or if they become frightened and timid, being overwhelmed by the circumstances, it reveals that their strength is limited. But in truth, everybody's strength is limited to some extent. No one has perfect composure when confronted with trouble or knows exactly what to do in every circumstance. But that's not what the proverb is trying to say. The issue that the proverb is addressing is that the person who shows themselves to be lax does not exert themselves in exercising moral discernment or seek to make the best decisions possible given what they know. In a time of trouble, a person who is lax shows how weak they are by not exhibiting strength to counteract the circumstances. Strength doesn't equal perfection, but strength doesn't fail to act. To illustrate the proverb, Ekapol Chantawang, affectionately known as Ek, was a 25-year-old resident of Thailand and an assistant coach to a middle and high school soccer team called the Wild Boars in the province of Chiang Rai. On Saturday, June 23, 2018, one of the kids on the team turned 17 years old and the team wanted to celebrate with their comrade. So they headed to the Tham Luang Caves nearby, which was a favorite place for the boys to spend time exploring. When they got to the edge of the cave, the team stashed their bicycles beside the cave entrance and ran into the caves together in search of adventure. Twelve boys on the team decided to join up for a birthday excursion and were accompanied by assistant coach Ek. The caves of Tham Luang are extensive, snaking beneath a mountain range bordering Thailand and Myanmar for 10 kilometers. It is the fourth biggest cave system in Thailand. People routinely go for hikes in the labyrinth of trails throughout the cave system, but typically only during November through April. During the monsoon season starting in July, the caves become very dangerous due to flooding. And while it was not technically monsoon season yet, in the days leading up to the birthday celebration, it had been raining heavily. As the team moved deeper and deeper into the caves, the water kept rising, and at one point began filling up and blocking their way back to the entrance. And then, unable to advance any further, the boys found themselves marooned on a small rocky shelf in one of the caverns about four kilometers from the entrance to the cave. The boys were now trapped, 
and soon their torches burned out and they were stuck deep under the mountain without any supplies to survive and no way to escape. The boys and Coach Eck were in a dangerous predicament, one which seemed hopeless and that would likely end with tragedy. Meanwhile, when the boys never returned home that night, their parents became worried. Knowing their children's fondness for playing in the caves, they went to the entrance to find the evidence, the bicycles and soccer cleats left on the side, indicating that they had indeed gone into the caves. When the boys didn't emerge after several hours, emergency rescue services were notified. For the following several days, many attempts were made by divers to enter the cave, but it was very difficult as the divers had to fight a constant battle with the strong currents in the cave caused by the floodwaters. Moreover, the dilemma the divers were facing is that when the caves flooded, the water became so murky that there was almost no visibility, and it becomes dangerous to enter the caves even for the most experienced cave diver. After a week of searching every day, the divers were not able to find any evidence of the team. By this time, international diving experts from the United States, United Kingdom, Belgium, Australia, Scandinavia, and many other countries had arrived to help with the rescue efforts. Throughout this whole time, the divers had been making steady progress mapping out the caves and securing lead ropes to systematically look for the kids. Then, on Monday, July 2nd, nine days after the kids had gone missing, Two British divers emerged in one air pocket, and when they began shining their flashlight around, they saw several small figures. It was the kids! As the divers emerged from the water, they asked how many were there. Miraculously, all 12 kids and the coach were alive and together in that one cavern. The divers left them with flashlights and promised to return with food and other supplies soon. The divers returned several hours later with more lights and food rations. It looked like the kids were going to be okay after all. However, while the rescue teams had been pumping water out of the caves at a rate of about 420,000 gallons per hour, it would take several months to clear the caves at that rate. But the kids didn't have that kind of time, since the oxygen level in the cavern had dropped dangerously low and the water was continuing to rise. Therefore, over the course of the following seven days, the diving teams would slowly extract the kids from the cavern one by one, securing them on a stretcher using a full-face respirator and air tank, as it would be too dangerous for the kids to try and dive as they were, so weak from prolonged oxygen deprivation. With no time to spare, the kids were extracted as quickly as possible. But it was a long and arduous process, and the day after the final child was rescued, the caves became completely flooded. If it had taken any longer to find the kids or to get them out, they may not have had enough time. Going back now to the, all the days that the kids were trapped in the dark cave alone with no food or water, how did they survive? The ability of the kids to not suffocate, drown, or die of dehydration is due to the instruction of Coach Eck. When they were all stuck in the cave, Eck helped the kids remain calm so that they would not panic and hyperventilate and use up unnecessary oxygen. He told the reporters that he led the kids through many breathing exercises and meditation during the days in the cave. He would also talk to them, encouraging them and giving them hope even when the kids didn't think that there was any. Furthermore, he taught them how to drink fresh water that would trickle down the sides of the cave. When faced with dire circumstances, as he and the team were facing, Coach Eck demonstrated exceptional strength, both physically and mentally. He and the kids found themselves experiencing a day, or perhaps we should say days, of trouble. 
and rather than buckling under the pressure or succumbing to his own fear of the tragedy that seemed to await them, Eck met the circumstances head-on and did what he could to help the kids and himself stay alive during the ordeal. He was diligent and wise in how he took care of the kids and helped them make it through a life-or-death situation that had seemingly hopeless odds. It certainly can't be an easy thing for the hours to tick slowly by in darkness, knowing that there is an expiration date at some point, unless something changes. But Eck took the matter one moment at a time and stuck with it until help arrived. Now, we don't have to be stranded in a cave underground in order to demonstrate exemplary strength during a time of trouble. Showing ourselves to be lax when there is trouble can take as many different forms as the troubles that we encounter in life. What the wisdom of this proverb tells us is that when the occasion arises, what we do in response to the trouble will reveal whether or not our strength is limited. And if we trust in God, knowing that he is the one that gives us true strength, we will not fail to show ourselves strong when it is needed the most. This is the wisdom of the proverb. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Words of Wisdom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you would share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed by this work, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking on the donation link in the description.